It's Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Time to talk to our guy, Dan Orlovsky, ESPN. Dan is brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Dan Orlovsky. Very good very good day for the defense team of one Mac Jones. Dan, mm-hmm. I would ask you, is that, the, is that the best game Mac has played maybe in his career? Um, certainly this year. I don't know if it's his career. He obviously had some pretty darn good performances last year. Um, but certainly this season, I'm more confident. You know, the plan was a little bit better. Um, you know, playing against a defense in Minnesota that wants to play a ton of zone. So I like the fact that when they got the, you know, the way I looked at the game was let's get the ball to the quarterback's hands early to the perimeter, uh, with this team that was playing a ton of zone. And I don't know if that was because of Minnesota and their scheme that, that zone-based scheme defensively or the fact that the Patriots – I've kind of realized outside of Jacoby they don't have a receiver that can win on the perimeter against man. Um, so they saw a ton of zone, get the ball out of his hands, and then when they wanted to push the ball downfield and try to stretch the field vertically, it was a little bit more underneath the center. It was a little bit more play action. Um, so I, I like the plan um, the most this year and certainly Mac's best performance. Yeah, and Dan, that's why I think a lot of people in New England are trying to kind of figure out what they saw because – I think this year it was his best outing, and yet a team went 3-for-10 on third down, 0-for-3 in the red zone, kind of really screwed up kind of going into halftime, and then the fourth quarter didn't put up a point, you know, in a close ball game. So it's like, as good as it was, it just sort of shows you that team's still kind of like a mess offensively. Yeah, but, there, you know, that, that red zone stuff, um, the third down, third downs is never going to be what they're good at this year. Third down is about three things. Do I have people who can block? Do I have people who can win? And my is my coach creative to find those matchups Jeez. either to attack the defense? <laughs> no, no, or, and no. <laughs> but, but that's the reality, yeah, you know. And, yeah. and that's why I've harped on this year. And they're not the only team in the NFL that way, though. But that's why you know I've said this about Baltimore too. Baltimore can't live in third and seven. They don't have the people, you know. And so that's why I've harped on so much this year of like being committed to that very in- specific style of run game and that very specific specific style of pass game on early downs because you can't get to third and five third and six you're not good enough um with the people that you have nor the creative scheme that you deploy so uh, that the third down stuff is a little bit understood the red zone stuff um the end of the half um the fact that they didn't score a point in the fourth quarter um you look at and sit there certainly you want that changed but i honestly believe like if you got to look at the positive that uh, of the performance of the quarterback and the offense overall throughout the four quarters. Man, so it's almost like I feel like I'm just a delusional fan now when I ask you this question because I was just about to ask, oh, so they must be close, right? So, like, when someone says, hey, they got to be close, and then you say, well, they don't have this, they don't have that, so it feels like a delusional adventure to think that they're going to fix it. Well, their margin of error is just smaller. It's zero. You know, like, mm. yeah, correct. I don't want to say it's zero. They're not the Texans, but it's it's small, you know, and so that's why you have to be so specific about the way that you go play. You, you, you can't really have wasted plays. Um, you can't really have let's just give this a try type of plays. There's got to be a very specific plan. But, and that's why I made that initial point of, okay, they played Minnesota, and you saw when he was in the gun, it was catch and throw to the perimeter. Now, was that because – they wanted to try to out-leverage the defense that was playing a ton of zone or that they realized we can't play versus a man coverage team in a drop-back game, so let's just kick the ball out to the sideline. So that, that this, the plan and the execution need to be relatively specific for them because they don't have – you know, Kansas City doesn't need to be great on first down. The Bills don't need to be great on first down. Right. Um, because they've, they've got the capability of overcoming yeah. that on those later downs. The, the, the Patriots – 
they need to have a very methodical approach. So, Dan, it sounds like you uh, were mostly a fan of the game plan that they gave to Mac Jones on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm wondering what you saw from Mac Jones individually that he can carry through the rest of this season to continue having more success. Yeah, I would say three things. One, the conviction that he played with, with where he was supposed to go with the football. You know, I've said this on your guys' show multiple times. Last year, Mac knew what the answer of why was, means, meaning like, oh, why are we calling this? I know why we're calling this. Where this year it seems like he's asking, why are we calling this? I don't know why. And there was more conviction with where he's supposed to go with the football. I think the second thing is it's probably his best game this year as far as using his eyes to move the defense. That goes back to point one. Why are we calling this, why are we calling this, this kind of nod go route to, to take our shot down the field? Well, we think we're going to get rotation late. And if I, as long as I hold that safety, the leverage of the receiver, and that's the big ball um, down the left sideline. And then I think the third thing um, was probably like that. One of my things that I love about Mac is um, the upper body torque snap release. Um, doesn't need to have his feet in perfect position um, while he often does. Uh, you saw a couple of the slant throws where he just catch, throw, snap, release. And um, that, again, tells me, like, oh, he's, he saw it. He's seeing it well. He's playing fast mentally without being hurried mechanically. Talking to Dan Olofsky, ESPN. And, Dan, obviously, in the end, they just made too many mistakes. And we hear broadcasters all the time now when they call these games say uncharacteristic mistakes for the New England Patriots. But we're at the point now, we've been hearing that an awful lot the last three years. Sure. I mean, really. I mean, it's almost like we can't say that anymore because it's more characteristic of what these teams have been the last three years, right? That's why they totally. lose games. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's probably out of respect for Coach Belichick, right, and yeah. uh, the, the program he has, and probably not trying to rub him the wrong way. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 that's kind of who they are. They, no one wants to admit it that this is a, you know, average team, you know, and has been maybe above average team. You guys asked me last week, are they good? I said, yeah, they're a good team. Like, they're good, um, but – they're not a team that can overcome so many deficiencies and or overcome mistakes. You know, Marcus Spears yesterday was talking on NFL Live, and the reality, he, he said this, the rea- if Matthew Judon doesn't get home, no one on their rush team is, is winning. You know, so it's like, they, it's Matthew Judon. If, if he doesn't dominate, it's, it's not that difficult to play against that pass rush. Um, and Ryan Clark said yesterday, they don't have a dude in the coverage group, like a, a right. guy that they sit there and say, like, hey, man, go lock this guy down for a long period of time. So um, it's a good team. They're a good team, but they, they can quickly become a below-average team with some of those controllable mistakes. So we're talking to Dan Orlovsky, and Dan, uh, obviously the big game tom- tomorrow night for the Patriots uh, against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Yeah. So we talk about re- regression for Mac a lot, and it's obvious what those issues are. Just looking at some of the stats for Josh Allen, leads the NFL in interceptions and had some, you know, some bad ones, uh, especially at the end of the game against Minnesota. Like, what's his problem? Like, I know he's still playing at a high level. I know sure. he's still good, but like, wh- where's where's the what's missing there with him this year? Yeah, I'd say we probably underestimated the loss of Brian Dable, who's obviously now the head coach in New York, and that's not a knock on Ken Dorsey to sit there and say he's bad. He's good. It's just Dable is very unique and very special, and he. You know, the, the loss of him in, really in situational football, some of the late game stuff, that's where Josh has been a little bit erratic is, is like crucial moments. Um, but that's the type of player he is. He's, he's streaky. He's lived by the three, die, die by the three mentality. Um, I think Josh's greatest strength is also has, has at times, and it's shown this year to become his greatest flaw. 
Josh's greatest strength is there is not a single play and or a single throw that he does not think he can go be the guy to make. And that allows him to play Superman ball. And that's what we love about him. But he's got to learn to curb his, his competitiveness in moments. And you saw like the interception late against Minnesota. There's a check down right in front of him. And he double, double hitches and like tries to rip this in route in. And it's, you know, you love that because you think, oh, I can make that throw because I've made that throw. And I made it two weeks ago against Kansas City for the game winner to Dawson Knox. Um, but it also occasionally has gotten him into trouble this year. And um, but I think that the more they get him to, in those moments, situationally, like, no, okay, now's the time to go for the kill, or now's the time that i got to sit there and say, defense, you won this rep. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a balancing act, though, because I've said this about him. You can't, you can't take it away. Like, you can't take that superpower away from him because of what makes him great. Dan, I want to go back to something uh, that you said a couple minutes ago about Mac Jones looking like he was playing with more conviction. Where do you yep. think that comes from? Is that from believing in the game plan that he's given that week? Or yeah. was it just the confidence behind the offensive line? Did the offensive line look that much better to you from a quarterback perspective? Um, no, I, I think the big thing is he was able to predetermine. And I've been outspoken about this. Like everyone you hear – uh, broadcasters say, well, you can't predetermine where you're going to throw the football to. I totally disagree with that. Um, I don't think you assume where you're going to throw the football to. Predetermine is like, hey, this is my play call. All right, they're in cover three. Well, this play call stinks versus cover two, but it's really good versus cover three. So I think I'm going to throw this comeback to the field unless. And you don't assume that that comeback to the field is going to be wide open, but you predetermine, I'm throwing that ball unless that flat defender gets under there. That's what I mean by when I say, like, you can predetermine without, you know, assuming. And also that's what it means for me, at least, when I sit there and watch a guy play with conviction. Like, I know where I'm throwing this ball. And that's when I can use my eyes to move people. I don't care. I, I, I'm not reading you to see where I should throw it. I'm moving you to the place where I don't. I, I know you don't want to be so I can throw it to the place where I do want to throw it to. And, and that's what conviction looks like to me. So it's kind of just demonstrating a little bit of control, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's control for sure. Uh, it's also like I, I'm, I've always said this. Um, you know, when, when we use the phrase, well, quarter processes quickly, the, the way I phrase that, and this is what Mac looked like on Thanksgiving, this is my play call. This play call has a, a, a problem and it has an opportunity. Is the defense giving me the problem or the opportunity? And that's processing. And then this defense, that defense gives me a problem or opportunity. And What's it like versus that play call? And it's, it's knowing all of that stuff in a very short period of time and then going and doing it. All right, Dan Olaski, ESPN. Dan, we were talking yesterday how the Patriots the last two years, the 3-13 and 13, when they allow 17 points or more. They just they don't win games in the 20s as we saw here on Thursday night. So you, you tell me, tomorrow night, can this defense keep Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to 20 points, to 17 points, and win this football game? I don't think so. You know, not with Buffalo having a little bit more time um, coming off of, you know, Thanksgiving. They have a full week instead of a, a traditional, so does New England. But, you know, they have a full week of preparation instead of that shortened Thursday time frame. Um, you know, Gabe's the, the big playmaker everyone knows in New England. But I, I'd say this, that there's two things that I think are the key for New England defensively. Three things. Um, I think Buffalo, and I've said this all year, and they, they kind of dip their toe in it too often, is that they should use a fullback more. Um, he really changes their offense, both in their under-center run game and then their under-center play-action game. So New England's going to have to handle their fullback. 
I think that when they put Steph into the boundary and they're in their two-by-two formation, they're very simple. Steph, you're going to run a go route, you're going to run a stop route, you're going to run a little short and slant. How does New England defend that? Because it's, 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 if you looked at those, that statistic, it's like an 85% positive rate for Buffalo. And, you know, it's like taking, you know, candy from a baby, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they don't have a lot on, on structure right now, Buffalo offensively. That's the thing I don't like is there's not a lot on time. There's not a lot in structure. Um, how much can New England force him to play out of structure, but also not allow the big play in that moment? Um, mm-hmm. If they could, you know, because he's got a little recess to him right now, um, and he's getting a little loose with it. And if they can get him to do that, but also not have success when he does it, um, that bodes well for them. All right, Dan. Dan Orlowski, ESPN. Hey, listen, we appreciate it, man. Always love talking to you every Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Have a great All week. Right.